Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, you heard him, Alan Samuels. We uh, appreciate everything Ted Teague and his uh, staff do out there. Unbelievable uh, service area and uh, 55,000 square feet. And, uh, boy, extremely efficient. And this is a man who would appreciate one of those uh, Ram trucks or maybe the uh, Grand (laughs) Cherokee. Uh, It is uh, Baylor's uh, legendary quarterback, J.J. Joe, joining us on the Matt Mosley show and and uh, JJ I I guess you needed a couple of uh, a couple of days to just try to get your voice back and kind of get everything together hear. yeah that was uh that last play you've seen some exciting ones over the year you were on the call with uh, John when uh, when Terrence caught that fateful pass from uh, RG3 we were trying to think of uh, a lot of Baylor people have been thinking about the, like the greatest plays in Baylor history uh, JJ, that one, that one, uh, I would say one of them was a team you were on the, uh, block kick that, um, uh, that the, that, uh, Baylor had that 91 year against Colorado that, uh, Santana had. I remember that being a huge moment and then Ireland making the kick. Uh, but man, that has to rank right up there, uh, near the very top. What happened on Saturday? Yeah, and excuse me, man. I'm out. Like I said, my voice is still still recovering. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, but I would say yeah. I would I would say the biggest one. Wow. Because it was it was for it was for a championship. Mm-hmm. Hold on for a second. Well, I can <coughs> always good radio. I know. I can always vamp. But, you just uh, say hold on and just walk down the hall. Whatever you need to do, JJ. If there's anything I can do, it's like fill time. Uh, <laughs> But you know you sound man, fine. We, I know, mean. We, we know you can feel. We know you can feel it. But it was one of the best ones, man, because it was for a championship. And T. Will, that that RG three T. Will is huge. Yeah. And then of course, you know, I always love Sean Bell to Dominic Ziegler. Yes. Beat A and M. But this yeah. was a championship, man. You you can't beat that. Well, I'm just glad, uh, JJ, that you have a, a few weeks here to uh, get the voice back there's something called throat coat that you can get at at, uh, like whole foods and some of the various uh, places that you have access to in the metroplex and uh that stuff will calm things down and um uh it uh you know john i wonder if john's ever like lost his voice do you you ever recall a time when john morris or do you think john just he protects his voice i mean he may have like a, a lloyd's of london you know, kind of thing, uh, protecting his voice at all times. <laughs> yeah, you guys have me. I mean, I'm going in and out for some reason here. I'm oh no, JJ, we weird. we have you. No, it's, you're. Are you in your um, office? Okay, JJ's in there. He's making big deals, yeah. and uh, he's doing some things this <laughs> afternoon. To. You know what? A, I, I, you're always so great at, at breaking down the quarterback play, and I remember you as a freshman. And and you you got thrown into the mix and and you really I mean you you know you weren't you were not scared of the moment at all. Uh, I thought Blake Shapen. I mean, I, you talk about I, most times you would say, well, gosh, without Gary, I don't know what our chances are going to be. 
I, I just felt fun. I mean, I felt really good. I mean, I, again, I'd love to have Gary, and I hope we have Gary in the bowl game. But Blake Shapin was, I mean, what what an unbelievable performance that was, 17 in a row. Uh, J.J., was, is that one of those uh, things where, is this kid just wired this way, do you feel like? Because there just was, there just did not seem to be any nerves whatsoever in what should have been kind of a nervy situation. Yeah, he, you know, man, all the accounts, you know, Matt, you heard him. He, he's one of those guys who has supreme confidence. And that, that's hard to, it's hard to find that. I mean, in the right way. You can find guys who are a little bit cocky, but, you know, he, he doesn't, he doesn't go across the line based on what I understand, but he's supremely confident. And to be frank with you, I, I felt the same way when he came into the game. I was like, well, I think we'll be fine because I think from a, from how do we attack Oklahoma State? I felt like he gave us a good chance because he uh, was more, what I would call, a, a more comfortable pocket passer. Gary, we like to get him on the move. We like to boot action and sprint him out a little bit. He's comfortable in the pocket. But, you know, you know, Gary has learned over the last three years how to become efficient. Blake, on the other hand, grew up. I, I think I wrote this. He, as you could tell, he grew up throwing a ball. And he would prefer to throw it than to do anything else with it. And as a result, his 20-plus or 19 years of training, however long he's been playing, it's been about, man, distributing the rock. And you can tell, you know, whether it's baseball or football, he'll chunk it and he has confidence. I, I love I love baseball players, especially shortstops. Yeah, that's an interesting point. The, the, and and it, it makes me think of the guy that Jeff Grimes just had um, at, uh, at BYU uh, who's uh, – who's now with the Jets in the sense that uh, not to compare the two, but baseball players are able to sort of, they're used to throwing from different, different angles, throwing on the run comes extremely uh, natural to them. And, uh, and I think, uh, I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. Did you, um, JJ, when, when Aranda first got here and then obviously last year was kind of a wash because the two and seven and everything, did you um, did, did did you sense? I mean, this this is pretty amazing turnaround. I mean, I, yeah. I I'm just trying to think who to even compare him to because he's such a different sort of coach in his approach, how cerebral he is, his answers. I, I thought it was kind of funny, and I'm sure you heard it because you were up there in the radio booth, probably still. They asked him the other day, "Okay, coach, uh, go ahead and lobby for the team," and I knew he wasn't going to do it. <laughs> I mean, you knew immediately, and he started talking about something like, honestly, that didn't even have much to do with whether or not they deserve to be in the Final Four. He's just wired so differently. Did did you, were you a little worried at first, like a lot of us, when you heard how quiet he was and and just thought, wait, is this guy, this guy's going to get up in front of a team? What was your, what were your initial thoughts on Dave Aranda? Yeah, I just wasn't sure, Matt. I mean, you knew he was a good coach because you don't become the D.C. at LSU and not be a really good coach. But, you know, head coach is different. And just my personal opinion, I mean, I I knew he was different when he pulled the trigger on my old coach, Fedora, as quick as he did. Uh, You know, a lot of coaches will say, hey, let's run it back. It was a pandemic year. But through his analysis and through his thinking, he he just said, hey, look, I got to pull the trigger. And he did it. So I I knew right then he's a little different. Yeah, uh, he wasn't going to wait around. So, so you know, I was concerned. Hey, he's quiet, but I mean, I've said this before. He's a football coach first, 
And I like that because what it does is it then it makes sure that your guys develop. And, and Matt, when you're at Baylor, uh, and don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, we get good players, but we have to develop young men. We don't get 17 five-stars in the class like our yeah. brethren down the street do. We just know how to get a good three-star, occasionally get a four or five-star, and develop those three stars into to, to the point where they can beat five stars in two or three years. Yeah, I would uh, I would echo that. It is uh, J.J. Joe, uh, former Baylor quarterback, Baylor Hall of Famer, joining us and a radio analyst for the Bears uh, on the Baylor radio network. Um, J.J., somehow, I guess this, I thought it might have been a mistake or something. I, they released the TV numbers from the Big 12 championship. <laughs> I saw that. And, uh, you know, over 8 million people watched the Bears and the Pokes. Now, we had been told, even by the, our, our own commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, that uh, <laughs> without Texas or OU involved, you know, the numbers would just be, would just plummet. And yet, there, there and I think at the end, it, it got up to 11 million. And, and there at the very bottom of the rankings was the old ACC, I might add. But, uh, uh, J.J., the, uh, it turns out that if you play a great game and right. if you've got some great players on the field, uh, people tend to watch. Matt, Matt you, hey, you, you hit the nail on the head. At the end of the day, you could talk, you could talk to me about a brand. Mm-hmm. You could talk to me about a logo. You could talk to me about alumni, how many alumni they have. If they don't put a good product on the field, it does you no good. And if you put a good product on the field, people will watch it. Uh, we've seen it here at Baylor. We saw when, you know, they became almost the college version of the greatest show on turf. You know, people people tuned in. Mm-hmm. So, so I had no doubt that people would tune in. And we, then Oklahoma State and Baylor gave them a fantastic game. So, hey, Hey, the eyeballs don't. Hey, man, they, they don't. Hey, they don't. They don't surprise me. Uh, we had a good slot. I hate that eleven o'clock slot, but yeah. it was a good slot, uh, and and it worked out. But I think that let people know that hey, look, you put a good product on the field, no matter what the logo on the side of the helmet is, people will tune in. Yeah. Well, I uh, after I wrapped things up the other day, I came by your house and was really <laughs> hoping to celebrate with you, and lights were off, and and uh, nobody came hey, to the door. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I was recovering, so. man. I, I was coming. Hey, hey, Matt, man, yeah. the trip down off that high, man, was, I mean, I hit, I crashed. I mean, like when I came down from that game, yeah. man, that adrenaline high, I was kind of like just out. I went yeah. home. My wife was looking at me like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. I just laid down. <laughs> yeah. That's about how I was after uh, when I was a freshman at Baylor and y'all got off that plane coming back from Boulder, Colorado, and, uh, I remember dragging myself out of bed that morning because I was going to go hear what Grant had to say in Sunday school because I thought he'd talk about the game, and <laughs> instead he talked about Jesus. But, uh, but anyway, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. All right, well, I'm at a place you would enjoy. I'm at the Baylor Club, and I know, uh, J.J., you like those views of the, of the uh, McLean Stadium. So next time you're in town, let's meet up at the Baylor Club. And uh, and then we'll put a few things on your tab, okay? Oh, it's gonna be on your tab, my man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it, my man. Always good, always good. Uh, playing through, man. Some uh, some tough time there. Uh, JJ Joe, who will be ready to roll with his voice when the Bears get ready to play Ole Miss on New Year's Day 
In that game, J.J. was talking about uh, not loving the 11 a.m. starts. That game was at 8.45 p.m., so going the uh, absolute the opposite direction on it. But uh, 